Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, I'm so happy that you have decided to spend some time with me again today. I hope that wherever you are right now, whether it is in your car or snuggle up on the couch, or maybe you're on your walk, um, that you're doing well and that you're going to enjoy the next couple of minutes with me. I have so many amazing podcast episodes lined up and so many ideas spinning in my head, but Before we dive fully into this journey of simplifying our lives and homes and the art of slow living and coziness, I wanted to talk about what minimalism actually means to me. Now, I have been on my journey of simplifying for several years now and would definitely call myself a minimalist. However, I'm not really sure I want to actually box myself into a label, but If I had to call myself anything, I would say that I am a gentle minimalist or that I practice gentle minimalism. That is just my individual approach to minimalism and one that I find very nourishing and also sustainable. Minimalism is not just decluttering your house, though that is one step and most likely that is the first step. Gentle minimalism truly refers to a shift in your mindset when it comes to material things and a way to approach living. I do believe minimalism has so many benefits, but it will only work if it is created around who you are at your core. So let me just say that again. There is only one way to approach minimalism that will support you in the long run. And that is the one that is created around who you are. You really don't want to subscribe to someone else's version of minimalism. If you do, you will probably feel rather boxed in at one point down the road and you may feel the urge to break free from that box. For example, You do not have to let all the color drain out of your life and conform to a sad, beige, norm-core life. However, if neutral tones calm your nervous system, that aesthetic may be right for you. But if you love bright colors and mixing patterns and maybe identify as a wild plant mama, then that is great too. Personally, I love muted tones. But I also adore these like old-fashioned little grandma-style flower patterns. And so as a gentle minimalist, I'm allowing myself to bring all of that into my home, even if it does not fit the box that I have been fed on social media. If you decorate your home with mass-produced decor and commercial art, or with furniture that you bought uh, cheaply because maybe your favorite mom influence on Instagram had the expensive design version of it, I don't think you will end up content because your home will not actually feel like your home. Minimalism for me is more than an aesthetic, but rather a life based on my values and mindfully using my finite time to focus on the things that fill my soul. 
For me, that looks like focusing on togetherness with the people I love, slowing down my days, practicing gratitude for what I already have in my life, as well as spending a lot of time on personal growth, well-being, and my creative passions. Nowadays, I'm really more apt to spend money on a good supplement or organic whole food to cook for my family and friends than, let's say, shoes. But again, that is a personal choice. If you try to live up to an idea about minimalism that you have seen in others, you are bound to feel discontent and disconnected from yourself and most likely disappointed by the whole concept of minimalism. Minimalism is not about losing sight of your very own needs and preferences and to not ever buy anything again. All those wonderfully unique things that make you you, actually those are the ones you're going to base your minimalism around. So if you love yoga, you may have several pairs of yoga pants. And if you love hosting coffee for your girlfriends, it is totally okay to have an array of beautiful ceramic mugs if that's what brings you joy. So therefore, while minimalism most likely will lead to simplifying your home quite a bit, and I would actually argue that it is hard to feel the relief that comes from letting go of stuff unless you let go of a decent percentage of it, it is not just about getting rid of things or cleaning all the time or being the most organized. In my opinion, it is counterproductive to prescribe to a predetermined number of items you are allowed to have. In my mind, that is just another way of hyper-focusing on things. You can have 34 wardrobe items, even if maybe the blogger you like said 32 is the magic number. You can play with your little ones or get lost in the book or go to the lake all day and leave the dishes in the sink even though the image of minimalism that you may have in your head is the one of a spotless house or the homemaker with the perfect cleaning schedule. As a matter of fact, I think you should be really like weary of minimalists that tell you how to declutter while simultaneously trying to catch your attention with a discount code for new storage containers. I try to ask myself the hard questions about why certain things find their way into my home. To carefully evaluate my purchasing behaviors and to be very honest with myself where my perceived needs arise from. I'm trying to do that without judgment, without shame, but rather with self-love because I am already on my way to be a more mindful consumer. I'm already on my way to be very considered with my choices. I'm already on my way to be intentional with my spending. I would love to share more on this podcast later what I found out about the psychology around why we even buy things and also the emotions that keep us stuck with them. Let's be honest. I do love beautiful things and it's okay to love beautiful things. I have an intense appreciation for aesthetics And I really do swoon over thoughtfully designed items, especially when it comes to interior. One of my favorite pastimes, for example, is to read interior books over my coffee breaks. So between my own affinity for design and the relentless marketing on social media and other sources, I am definitely prone to overconsumption and overspending. I mean, we all are. 
So my own personal minimalism journey has really been about finding that balance. The one somewhere between dreaming up things and dreaming up a lifestyle and then also being really content and joyful with what I already have and where I'm at. I think that is actually really the holy trinity of minimalism. Declutter the stuff that no longer serves you, but practice gratitude and contentment over the riches that are yours and find the joy in what you own. And the third would be to be thoughtful about what you spend your money on and what you let back into your life. Even though there's so much focus on the decluttering aspect of minimalism, I would argue that that one actually is the easy part. In any case, I think it's the part that you can easily learn or can be supported through. However, it's once your things have left your home that you are totally on your own to figure out the meaning of your life, the purpose and the joy is detached from things. Maybe it is with daily gratitude and mindset work that you will come to appreciate the beautiful life and all the riches you already possess. It is daily mindset work for me of being enough, of having enough, that gets me through when advertisers, influencers, and the status quo seduce me to spend my money on things I don't actually need. After all, it's like the Vicki Robbins bestsellers titled such as Your Money or Your Life. She says in the book, if a robber held you at gunpoint and said, your money or your life, most likely all of us would choose life. And stuff is our money. Anyway, so bring awareness to what works for your family. Bring awareness to your personal style. Be creative with what you already have. Reduce your ego footprint by waiting with a purchase until you are sure you will love it for a long time. Or maybe even find it pre-owned or, you know, maybe just even consider borrowing it. And be nice to yourself when that feels hard at first or when you slip up along the way. Minimalism is a journey. My family moves very frequently due to my husband's job as an Air Force pilot. And so I have to consider whether or not the items I bring bring into my home will serve me in multiple homes. And I really enjoy getting creative about shuffling our furniture around and finding different uses for our things every time we move. Even when I was a kid, I just, I think I spent more time rearranging my dollhouse and actually playing with the dolls. And I still sometimes feel that way. In a way, moving a lot has brought me into minimalism. There is nothing like living out of a suitcase for a few months to get you into a total panic mode when all of a sudden this this truck pulls up in your driveway with a shipping container full of stuff. All the things you had already forgotten that you owned. The hardest part about minimalism is that it only works if we are willing to get to know ourselves and our purpose. And that is such a long, you know, maybe even lifelong process, but also probably the most rewarding challenge of our lives. 
Gentle minimalism, I think, is a wonderful invitation to dive really deep into the question of who you are, stripped away from the distractions of capitalist consumerism. It will really make you figure out what it is that lights you up, what makes you feel alive, and how do you want, how you want to spend your days, and who you want to show up as in this world. I truly believe minimalism is for everyone and that it is more of an inner compass than a strict set of rules. While I came to it to honestly fight overwhelm and to invite more calm into my life, your reason might be entirely different. Maybe you are trying to save the planet, or you want to find enlightenment, or you want to live life as a nomad on the road with your family. Whatever got you here, you know, it's wonderful. Owning less and simplifying my home and my routines helps me stay grounded, especially in these full and wild and wonderful motherhood days. That does not mean my home is always tidy or clean or that it's always perfect. My version of minimalism is really trying to be one of balance, one that allows me to take a step back from it too if I need to in order to live my most meaningful life. Gentle minimalism, I think, is really minimalism detached from perfectionism because what is perfect anyways, right? And why do we always strive for perfection? For me, it's all about freeing up my time and my money and to free myself of the ties of overconsumption and overattachment to things and to fill my life with what really matters to me, to hold on to the things that are uniquely me. I would love to invite you to take a look deep within and wonder why you're here and why you're drawn to this idea of minimalism. Think about where your life feels misaligned right now and what really is that you wish for yourself and your family. Ask yourself questions like, if I had a million dollars, what would I be doing right now? Minimalism, of course, is a privilege. If you are embarking on this journey, then most likely your basic needs have been met and you feel safe enough and you're free to focus on your health and your relationships and meaningful work, basically the really good life. So let's be really thankful for that. I would also like to invite you to think about where you feel your life is too full. When have physical objects felt more restricting than helpful lately? Think about whether maybe taking care of your home takes up more time than actually living in your home. And if you feel a general sense of overwhelm with the things that surround you, I would argue that maybe this is a good time to let go. I would like to invite you to pursue a lifestyle that is based around your most exciting version for yourself and to consider what a first tiny step in that direction might look like. I would like to invite you to consider what is meaningful to you and to practice resilience to outside criticism of your lifestyle. I guarantee you, if you embark on a minimalism journey, you, you're going to hear about it and you're going to probably have to deal with some less than thought through comments because nothing triggers people as much as seeing other people change and evolve. In return, I would like to invite you to resist the urge 
to force your version of minimalism onto others, even if you mean really well. Remember that this is such an individual path. It will look different for everybody. And it is not for everybody. I have a very clear vision of what my most deeply desired days would look like. I see a small but thoughtfully designed home, a lot of wood, um, a lot of clear, clean lines. I see my children playing in the garden. I feel calm. I see a cup of coffee in my hand. I see my bare feet. I see flowers everywhere. My husband's there with us because he no longer needs to work full time to support our lifestyle. And we start our morning slow. We meditate and read the paper. And I go for a wild swim every day. I hold on to that vision. I, I see not only how minimalism and slowing down are a huge part of that vision, but also how they can help me get there. It will take time and it's gentle. Please know that I am both a teacher and a student when it comes to minimalism. And I hope this episode inspires you to come along with me on this journey, to keep listening to this podcast where I'll be sharing a lot of practical tips to slow down your life and to minimize. Or at least, you know, hopefully this, this episode frees you from some of the misconceptions you may have had about minimalism. And maybe you feel like me. And you're not particularly crazy of the word minimalist because it just feels like another label. So how about this? It feels good to simplify, to live simply, to simply be to find joy, and to simply be more joyful. As I was saying in the future, I will have tons of practical advice on this podcast about how to simplify, how to slow down, how to ask yourself those hard questions, how to master the art of cozy living. But in the meantime, I would love to hear if there's anything specific I can help you with when it comes to minimalism and simplifying. So please don't hesitate to be in touch. And I hope you have a wonderful day, you beautiful listener out there. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about Milk and Coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?